Hello, today I have a super special treat for you. Uh, today, my friend Andrea Schulman and I are doing a collaboration and we ended up talking about friendships post-pandemic. And I know this is a topic that has been coming up a lot in our membership community. People talking about that transition back into friendships post-lockdown, post-coronavirus, post-pandemic, and just finding our groove again. And, you know, like, where did all my friends go? And so this was actually a coaching session that Andrea did with me on manifesting friendships. And it kind of came down to, you know, the past 18 months really sort of narrowed down the walls closed in, closed in on me. And part of that was uh, my in real life friend group really shifted and changed. So you're going to want to listen to this. You're going to want to add it to your favorites. You're going to want to take notes and probably put it on repeated listening. There are so many great tips in here uh, that Andrea shares with us that are easy to implement and little baby steps that are just super awesome. I highly recommend the audio on mine is out of sync, um, but don't let that stop you from listening to it because it's a really uh, great advice coming from Andrea here. As I said, super easy to implement. So what I recommend, just put your earbuds in, listen to it maybe while you're doing the dishes or your house cleaning or going for a walk uh, because there's definitely some worthwhile information in here for you. And also, I know that it just helps people to know that you're not alone. So as I said, this is a collaboration. So over on Andrea's channel, I did a really awesome yoga nidra, 30-minute yoga nidra for manifesting your intentions. And we filmed it on Quadra Island on this really beautiful, sacred land of uh, some Indigenous people. And while we were filming, the, a pod of orca went by and there was an Indigenous person uh, chanting and singing prayers and drumming at the same time. So the energy was absolutely incredible. So be sure to go over to Andrea's channel, subscribe to her channel, and uh, make sure you get that yoga nidra as well. So enjoy the interview. And uh, as I said, yeah, put the earbuds in. So just in case that uh, audio being off sync distracts you. And let me know in the comments, um, put um, my post pandemic friends are coming back. <laughs> Thanks. Talk to you later. Be sure to like the video and subscribe and go on over to Andrea's channel and do the same. What did you want to talk about today? So we were going to talk about uh, manifesting because that's your area of expertise. And the thing that I said that I wanted to talk about manifesting was something that I feel like um, has become a deficit in my life over the last 18 months, which was friendship because of COVID. Um, you know, we've been in isolation here in, I live in Canada and in the Pacific Northwest. And so there hasn't been a lot of social interaction and I'm already a very solitary person. I enjoy my own company a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> and I enjoy doing things that are more contemplative and reflective. And so those two things together really made for even more solitary time, even more isolation. And some of the things that I would normally do to connect with other people just, you know, poof went away this past year. So I've really been feeling isolated and all of my work is online. So uh, that also adds to a lack of in-person connection and, um, 
I am grateful. I'm so grateful for my work online and for the connections that that brings. But it also means that because of the nature of my work, I do uh, have less in-person connections as well. And um, they're different, right? Like, <laughs> it's nice to have both. I, I've always said um, that I don't think that one substitutes the other. Um, but I do, I am grateful for the the online connections and I don't think that they are a substitute for in-person connections. So, so let me is, ask, let me yeah, ask you ahead. real quick. Did you feel that there was too much isolation by your definition before COVID? Yes or no? No. No. And about how long ago did you start to feel like it was just too much? Probably only in the last few months. Probably only about a year in. <laughs> like I am a homebody. I am a hermit. I really, I really do thrive on my own and having a lot of time alone and regenerating in that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it did take, it did take a long time. Into yeah. It. And, and how was your response? <laughs> how was your response to the pandemic? So we all kind of saw it was coming. Mm -hmm. We all knew we were going to get locked away for at least a mm -hmm. period of time. When that onset was happening, how are you feeling about it? Um, I felt, well, I'm a yoga teacher, so I just rolled up my sleeves and went to work. I just, I started making, I started looking after other people. I started to make classes in response to the fear. Um, yeah, I just, I went, I went to work. I worked hard. I worked, uh, a lot of people came online and uh, did more classes online. And so uh, we responded to the extra people and we worked hard. We worked hard for a good solid year. Did you feel fearful during that time or not? No, not, no. No. So, mm -hmm. Concerned about getting sick, anything like that? Not no. an issue for you. No. Okay, well, that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. <laughs> By the way, if I look like a, a a red beet today, it's because we're in a, we're in a heat wave here, and I've turned off the fans and everything. So we have. I'm no live in Florida, so I look like a red beet like ninety yeah. percent of the time. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. We never we'll be red together. I'll start okay. flushing up at some point too. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> So, okay. So pandemic came, you were fine with it. Not concerned about being sick. Did you feel any resistance or irritation about being locked in your home or not? I think the resistance came around being told what to do mm -hmm. and having my movement restricted. So things, the resistance was around yeah, having my movement restricted. And so the, the ways that I would normally interact, and so some of these would be social, just normal social interactions became restricted. So things like the gym shut down. And so we would, we would work through the mornings and then we would break in the middle of the day to go to the gym and that was not available. And also we would normally take off a couple of weeks in the middle of every season and so then 
those kind of little trips and breaks weren't available anymore. So the restriction of our normal movements, that was more of an irritation than okay. anything. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing to, to hone in on right there. So mm-hmm. you felt restricted. Mm-hmm. How did you respond to feeling restricted? Did you go along with what was expected? Um, did you push against it at all? Or was there another way that you dealt with those feelings of your movement being restricted? So we're, we were generally rule followers for the most part. We tried to find other ways to create breaks, I think, for ourselves. But it kind of took a while to find that, you know, to find that flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you're talking about this and a lot of the way you felt about it parallels kind of how I felt about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really have a lot of fear. Um, wasn't worried about getting sick, mm-hmm. have an online community, work online, right? <laughs> <laughs> Some parallels there. And mm-hmm. like you too, like when this happened, I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I'm going to go to work. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had kind of the same energy going into it, you and I had, and we talked about this before we had very different experiences, right? So me, my situation cleared up pretty quickly where I live. Mm -hmm. We weren't locked down very much. Mm -hmm. And I almost have the reverse problem right now is there's too many freaking people around for me to deal with (laughs) all the time. And I'm saying that jokingly, Um, but lots of people around for me to interact with. You went into it with a similar kind of feeling about the disease, the feeling about the pandemic. You didn't like the restriction. I didn't like the restriction, but Mm -hmm. yours veered in a different direction where, you know, the isolation became more and more and more. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to start talking on, on a few little things that helped me during that time that helped me, I, I feel shift the energy that would be beneficial for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is that the one thing I can sense that's a little bit different about your energy and my energy coming into this was when I asked you, how did you respond to this feeling of, I don't like the restriction? your dominant response was, well, we were rule followers. Okay. Now that's not to say being a rule follower is bad. It's not. Okay. Not a bad thing. The way I would have interpreted how I looked at that was I'm an exception seeker, an exception mm-hmm. seeker, meaning when this stuff started happening, cause I was getting for lack of better terms, really ticked off about being restricted and the idea of the gym closing, that really made me angry too. And (laughs) can't go here, can't go there. And so as a law of attraction coach, I understand what I focus on, I'm going to get out of. And so to me, it was very clear early on that I don't want to feed into these rules more than I have to. Mm. And I don't want to kind of just assume this lifestyle if I'm not pleased with it. Instead, what I want to try to do is reach for exceptions. What are things that I can be doing now that Mm. provide me with more freedom? So, you know, if I could leave the house, I would. In Mm. fact, we were able to leave the house. I could get Mm. out of the house and drive. So 
everybody else was just staying in their house. But every day I would get out of the house and go for a drive because that was a freedom that I had. So I wanted to use it and place focus on it to allow more freedom to expand. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and little things too, like, I, I don't know, you guys probably still have strict mask enforcements, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're not feeling that I can tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Are there any places where you are allowed to not wear a mask, but it's more of socially done rather than a an actual restriction? Uh, I think uh, not right now, but it's going to, it's going to be lifted. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be an option in even just a few days. Yeah. I really like what you're saying because about this, about being an exception seeker, because I think unconsciously we were definitely doing that, but even just to have that mindset would have created a lot of freedom. Yeah. This is yeah. what I'm doing. I'm hunting for I'm hunting for my freedoms. I'm hunting for my ability to do more rather than what a lot of people have done during this period of time, which is let me just shut down more. I can't leave yeah. my house. So let me not do anything. I can't go yeah. across the country. So let me not do anything. Yeah. It was like the world got smaller and smaller, even though right. like, because that was sort of the mindset that was imposed even yeah. though that was, there was a resistance around that. And so I really feel like the mindset is so important. Well, like and you can tell how you feel. So if when the world's closing down, there's a part of you that's like screaming and doesn't want anything to do with it. When you comply to it, you allow it to control you mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So you want to try and work with that this version of myself that wants freedom, what would it do today? What freedoms could we use more of mm -hmm. today? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that I think is helpful for you is that, you know, you've kind of described yourself as someone who is naturally kind of more isolated, likes mm -hmm. working on her own. There's a part of me that feels like when this came on, Maybe there was part of you that was balking against it, but there may have been another part of you that was like, well, you know, more opportunity to snuggle up on the couch. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like there's a part of, there's a part of that energy that is very restorative, right. And replenishing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you may have just dialed in on that mm -hmm. more than was healthy for you. Right. right? Totally. Yeah. Agreed. And it might've been partly a, a rationalization of the situation. Well, you know, I'm an introvert, so I can, I can do it. This is fine. I'll do fine. And you did do fine. I mean, you stayed, you had people coming for your classes and your courses, you were working, you weren't stressed out. Okay. So in a way it was fine, but sometimes we can go too far in the direction of an energy mm -hmm. that isn't going to work for us. And it seems like you finally cr crossed that threshold. <laughs> And now there's love, just, but yeah, yeah. And now there's just not a lot of people around. So, mm -hmm. so that's the first couple of things we would say is that you want to be more of a freedom seeker. So every day I would be looking for opportunities to get out there and express what freedom you do have. 
So, I mean, even if it is as little as, well, I have to wear a mask when I go to the grocery store, but I don't have to wear one in the parking lot. I'm going to wait till the last freaking second before I walk in there, before I pull that sucker on. And as soon as I walk off, I'm going to rip that thing off, but I'm going to express my freedom. And this isn't a political statement about masks. I'm just saying, if it feels restrictive, utilize the freedom as much as you can, as much of it as you have. Yeah. And I think, I think what's so interesting about what you're saying is that like literally we were, I was doing that, but I think just being more conscious of it as a, as a action of freedom feels, feels actually more freeing. You know what I'm saying? Well, absolutely. And another thing to think about along the same lines is the mind will start to wire in place Mm -hmm. wherever we are. And so, and I noticed this, like I was not pro restrictions, pro masks. I dealt with it, but I wasn't pro excited about it. But when it became standard, it became normal and I Mm -hmm. adapted to it and I stopped thinking about it and it became Mm -hmm. standard and I didn't feel the need to compel myself out of it. Do you understand? So Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is sometimes we get lulled into Mm -hmm. a system that isn't working for us. And it's like that analogy of the frog that you put in the water and it's just sitting in the water and then you turn on the stove and he doesn't know that he's boiling to death because it's gradually happening to him. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that might be part of what's going on too, is that you became insulated and you didn't realize how much that energy had gotten stuck. So the point here is that you will become kind of unconscious of what's going on in that situation. At that point, you have to rev up the energy to create a new pattern. Mm -hmm. So you have to create the new pattern of seeking out the freedom rather than just kind of accepting the position. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the, the big theme that we're seeing, Mm -hmm. but I want to talk to you a little bit because this is about friendships and Mm -hmm. people. We talk a little bit about that too. These things do (laughs) go hand in hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So how many people are you dealing with on a one-on-one basis, not online, but Mm -hmm. on a one-on-one basis in, uh, within the course of, let's say a couple of days, couple of days, like in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably half a, half a dozen, half a dozen. Can I I include my husband and my daughter? Yes. Mm -hmm. So six. You say six within a couple of days. Okay. Over the course of a week, how many people? Yeah. It's those same six, same six. So it's the same, (laughs) it's the same cast of players. Yeah. Yeah, Right now it is. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. But that's partly, that's partly my personality too, right. Is to, to bond myself closely to people that I trust. Yeah. Right. Well, the good news with that is, is that it's not like we're talking about one or zero. (laughs) I have, I have worked with people before that, like, yeah, before COVID didn't have more than one or two people. So, so that is good news because it means that the energy's not dead. Okay. The whole, (laughs) you already have some momentum going there. Um, are there past it was, there were more I, I did connect more with people, but the way that, yeah, because of COVID, I think things have shrunk more, right? The ways that I would connect with people have, have been closed down right now. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, just <laughs> let it go. <laughs> so if we have 
let's think about you got the six, right? These are the mm-hmm. six people that you're close with, right? You trust. Are there people who have faded out of the picture that you ordinarily would have? Okay. Mm-hmm. How many would you say? Probably another six. Yeah. Another six. Mm-hmm. And where are they? Are they in their homes? Are they out doing things or what's going on? They're, they also got, their lives kind of got smaller because of COVID too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we're not, are we connecting online at all or is that oh. going away too? Yeah. Like I would, I reached out to them. And I'm like, let's go for a walk and and they, some of them just weren't really comfortable with it. And, and part of it is my fault too, just, you know, having busy filming schedule, busy work schedule, not prioritizing the time for it. Yeah. That's good that you, you saw that you saw yourself <laughs> saying that, right. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, means there's a lot of self-awareness there. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the, how long ago did you reach out to go do things in person with one of Um, these people? It's been a couple of months now since I've done that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've got to, I also have to let myself off the hook a bit too, because uh, I've had a lot of, I've been through a lot over the last few months, as many people have with, um, in our own family, a lot of personal stuff, and um so it's it's been challenging to navigate that like to to know when I'm going to be needed and when I'm going to be able like in that way friendship is felt a bit like a luxury do you know what I mean Mm. reaching past that (laughs) that felt like a little tidbit to you but so that because it's been a bit of a time of um responding to crisis after crisis, you know what I mean? That it's been, uh, yeah, to tend to the garden of friendship has been more challenging in that way. Yeah. Well, you said a mouthful there. Yeah. So to make, because it, it takes time to make time for friendship and then so if let's, I'm in the let's, middle of a crisis, yeah, it's harder to do that. There are two things yeah. we would be benefited by reframing within that conversation of what you just said. Okay. Mm -hmm. To resolve both the energy of the friendships and also to resolve the family crisis energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. What we place our focus on is what we attract more of. Okay. Now that being said, crises need to be attended to. Right. Mm -hmm. But just like we, we don't want to get sucked into the lack of freedom and let it pull us into a place where that's all we're looking at. And we're not taking opportunities for our freedom. The same thing is going on there with the the crisis within the families. Mm -hmm. It's actually more important for you in a time like that to reach out for what you framed as a luxury. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if the friendships are bringing you satisfaction or if they're helping lift your spirits, vibrationally, they're pulling you up. Mm-hmm. And whomever's dealing with a crisis in your family, whether it's you or somebody else, they are not benefited 
by you being in a lowered state. They mm-hmm. are not benefited by you feeling alone or isolated. They are not benefited by you feeling like you're stressed out about the crisis. Rather, they will be benefited by you being in your higher vibrational state. Mm-hmm. So the two things we need to reframe here is that first of all, friendship is not a luxury. Friendship actually on the psychological level is not at all. It's like one of the most fundamental things is that human beings require emotional connection. I don't care how introverted you are. <laughs> yeah. And you I think still that's require where, it. I think that's where I get lazy and I lean on like my best friends who don't live here in this vicinity you know, in my town. Mm. And so then I connect with my friends who live in, in California and Utah and in other parts of DC. And because those friendships are trusted and uh, older. And so I lean on those ones. Do you know what I mean? Rather than putting the work into cultivating the ones that are closer in geography. Interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're closer you're closer with the people that are further away than with the people that are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the word that you keep using over and over again here is trust. Trust. Yeah. What don't you trust? It, well, I think it just takes time to cultivate friendship. Why? To get to know, it takes time to get to know people. That's all. <laughs> Do you know yourself? Yeah, yes. Okay. But you hold back around other people um, when you first when you first meet them? Do I? I'm asking a question. I don't know. I don't know. When you say that it takes time to cultivate a friendship. Mm-hmm. Give me a few sentences on what you mean by that. I think that over time we get to know people better. <laughs> That's hard for you to articulate, isn't it? Uh, but, but okay, so here's why I'm asking. Yeah. What you're saying is a limitation. What you're saying is this is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. It takes time to build relationships. Mm-hmm. That is a belief structure mm-hmm. that you believe so strongly that it's true. it boggles the mind to even try to contemplate it. Is that a universal truth for everybody? That friendships take time to develop or do some people make friendships quickly? No, some people make friendships quickly. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's not a universal truth. Okay. It's not a universal truth. That's something that you may want to think about, especially now. This Okay. So the whole... I take time with my friendships and I only want a few people around. That's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And if you really only want a few people around, then that's the right energy for you to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. However, if you are in a state where you feel like you are isolated, you're having a hard time connecting, Mm -hmm. girl, we got to put the gas on this thing. Okay. (laughs) So part of that is trying to throw out that idea that it's a universal truth, that it's going to take me a long time to connect Mm -hmm. with people. Hmm. So you're in the spiritual field and I'm in the spiritual field. You already know this whole, we are one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if that's true, we already do know each other. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's something, it's a, it's a big idea, but believe it or not. So you've described me before we were talking about this as being kind of fiery and, you know, believe it or not, I technically have an introverted personality. Okay. So, and growing up, it was a lot harder for me to make connections with people. And part of the reason for that was, is that I leaned on this idea that you're talking about right here, which is that I can only connect with a few people, takes time for them to get to know me, takes time for me to get to know them. Hmm. And turning that around has become a way of life for me where now I can be connected with the person who is checking out my groceries that I just met a minute ago Hmm. because the guard is down. Hmm. I don't have Mm -hmm. this guard up that says, Mm -hmm. well, you need to stay over here, buddy, because I haven't had three years to get to know you yet, (laughs) (laughs) but rather we pull the guard down and say, okay, we are one. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to allow myself to shine through on you. Now that can be scary to somebody who identifies as more introverted, this idea that I'm just going to immediately connect with somebody, but I have some suggestions that may be helpful to cultivate Mm -hmm. this. If you'd like to hear them. I would. Okay. (laughs) I might like to hear like baby steps rather than jumping into the deep end. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to give you. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Or the middle way. (laughs) Yes. You need to throw a party tonight and you need to invite, no, we're not doing that. No, 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 no. no. These These are introverted friendly tactics because they don't even require you to talk. Does that sound good? Well, I can talk. Okay. <laughs> good. So you can totally do this. Then. This is easy. Okay. So, and you practice this, this is a skill that you practice. So we start right. on a very small level where it's a very feel is very safe. And then as this starts to build momentum, you will naturally start to associate this with bigger type relationship. So what we start with is a small relationship. And by a small relationship, I mean, kind of like that example I just gave you is like the cashier at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So somebody that it's a very one-time chance meeting where they're in an elevator, we're in line together. You're probably never going to see them again. Okay. And what we ordinarily do when we're guarded or when we lack this idea that we can trust other people is that we wall ourselves off from people in our environment. So we don't look at them. We don't talk to them or it's very brief. It's very controlled and contained, but what this allows you to do is to start to connect with these people. And so all you have to do is you observe the person and you don't have to stare them down. Okay. You don't have to like be creepy about it, but you like, you, you kind of take a look at them and you identify a couple of things. One of them is you identify a few things that you like about the other person genuinely like. So I like her shirt. I like her shoes. He's got a nice voice. She's got a nice ring. It can be very superficial. It could be something that tugs at your heartstrings is even better if you can find it. So, oh, he's so nice to his daughter. She's so nice to the dog, whatever you can reach for. And you roll through a few of those until you start warming up a little bit towards the person. Because what happens is whatever we focus on expands. If I'm focused on this person at the grocery store and things I like about that person, through the law of attraction, that person is going to become more and more likable to me, meaning they are going to start to project more qualities for me Mm -hmm. to observe that I like about them. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
the other thing that will happen very frequently is that you will start to get clues that that person likes you. So when I started doing this trick, let's say I was at the grocery store and the girl's running for my groceries and I'm noticing, well, she's got a nice manicure and she seems very friendly and, you know, I'm going through this magically there would be a point in time where she'd look up and smile at me or give me a compliment or say something nice to me because she starts to mirror back what I'm mm -hmm. projecting on her. And that's one way that you can connect with somebody and create a connection. Doesn't have to be a lot lifelong friendship, but all of a sudden what would have been a very guarded transactional mm -hmm. situation turned into one of those magical moments between two people shared at the grocery store. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the first one. The second one is, and I like to do both of them with the same person because it really amplifies the energy. Look for things that you have in common mm -hmm. with the person. Mm -hmm. So we're both women. We're both Canadian. You know, we both have blonde hair. We're both wearing a white shirt, you know, whatever you can reach for. What do we have in common? Because mm -hmm. again, through the law of attraction, what you project, you're going to amplify. And what we're trying to do, why this one is so important is that we mm -hmm. want to get you out of the fragmented experience mm -hmm. of I'm over here and these people are over here and mm -hmm. into the unified perspective of mm -hmm. we are one. Mm -hmm. and so looking for commonalities mm -hmm. helps you bridge communion with mm -hmm. the other person. So you do those two things and you practice them with small relationships mm -hmm. like that, but wherever you go, wherever you go. And what you're going to start to see is that it becomes much easier for you to connect with people and for you to share, you know, bits of your life and bits of yourself with random strangers. Mm -hmm. And this whole idea of it takes time to get to know people is going to be blown to bits. Exactly. That's really exactly. beautiful, Andrea. Yeah. So try that I feel one like I, I feel like I know these things too, but it's somehow like got forgotten along the way in maybe not in maybe, but in difficult relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, so then maybe we should talk a little bit about that too. Mm -hmm. And I, okay. <laughs> are we okay. going to cry? No, we don't need to cry. It's fine. We're not going to cry. Okay. We're talking about this in, in a, in a broader kind of perspective. Okay. Okay. We don't, we don't need, I feel my whole go. we body don't, going like this. We don't need to totally go there unless you want to, if you want to, if you have something you want to share that feels relevant, then please do. Okay. okay. But let's talk a little bit about why that, that can happen. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think you're right. I think is even as like children, I think we intuitively know that. I think we, we automatically will connect with people because it is, again, it's a basic human need. We're, right. we're wired we to want to connect to survive. Right. And yeah, so physically, emotionally, socially, we need each other. We totally exactly. need each other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we're wired to do that. We're mm -hmm. wired to connect with one another, but what can happen over time is that we can establish relationships where things do occur that create mistrust between me and my environment so that now I'm leery about this cashier at the grocery store because who knows, she might betray me like this person over here did if I mm -hmm. get to know her too much, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So part of this is about rewiring the energy for you to connect with people more easily. But the mm -hmm. other part about it is we need to, whatever habit got put into place that created these situations in mm -hmm. the past, we gotta make sure that you're set up in a good way so that mm -hmm. that doesn't happen again. 
so that you connect and then there's trust can continue to be moving forward. So the pattern for me in the past has been to befriend people that feel familiar and familiar feels comfortable, but that hasn't always been the healthiest relationships for me. Those relationships have tended to repeat patterns in my family of origin that, um, yeah, just definitely aren't, aren't healthy for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably, that's definitely where the, that is definitely where the impetus to continue to go out and make friends has slowed down for me in my life. Mm. Definitely. So, I mean, that's law of attraction and action right there. Mm-hmm. This is the relationship I had with these people that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And now I find myself just drawn into the same pattern. that pattern pattern because it's familiar and familiar felt comfortable. And then I just, I did just find myself repeating it. I'm like, God, how, the same character cast of characters would just keep coming in and in. Yeah. And feel so comfortable, you know? And that will happen because it's kind of like the way I like to think of it is it's, it's karma. It's the mm-hmm. wheel of karma. And until you clear that pattern is going to come, keep whacking you in the face until mm-hmm. you fix whatever you're projecting on that situation. That's mm-hmm. not to say that what somebody did to you, you deserve. Mm-hmm. But what it does say is that if you continue to react in the same way, you can guarantee that that's going to continue to happen in mm-hmm. relationships over and over and over again. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, but what's important is that we understand what that pattern is. Mm-hmm. So let me ask a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Do you tend to hang in there with people until it turns sour? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there red flags early on? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So walk me down this path. Let's say that, <laughs> let's say that you meet me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we start, we get past the, um, Melissa's requirement of getting to know each other, however long <laughs> that is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we kind of know each other. What are some mm-hmm. red flags that I might start displaying to you after a period of time where you feel like you've gotten to know me? Um, some red flags, like I feel like I'm getting better at this, but I keep keep coming across them. But some red flags are like divulging way too much personal information too soon in a relationship. So me, I would be yeah. divulging. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds like me. What else? (laughs) You haven't done that to me yet. (laughs) It's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. (laughs) Um, um, Avoidance, like not dealing with issues when they come up. So asking to deal with an issue and then not dealing with an issue. What kind of issue, what kind of issue might I be having? any, any issue, like obviously there's a conflict and then saying we need to talk about it and not being willing to talk about it. Like avoidance. So I may have done something that was offensive or hurtful to you. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, we need to talk. And then I'm like, well, you know, maybe next week or can Mm -hmm. we do this later? That kind of thing. Yeah. 
Okay. Unfair exchange of energy. That can take so many different shapes and forms, but. Well, I kind of hear it piggybacking on the divulging too much information. Mm -hmm. uh, does it feel like the, that the person maybe leaning on you for advice or leaning on you for help or leaning on you for money or is there something happen, like that going on? It can happen that way, but it can also happen in that like, yeah, they're leaning on me and then, okay, so now I have needs and then they're not available. They're not here. <laughs> Anything else that comes to mind? I think those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think so when I now that I've kind of talked that out, what it what it really does boil down to is an un, unfair exchange of energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. it really does. Mm -hmm. So that's what you got to correct. Mm -hmm. Now, it's an easy, technically easy thing. Mm -hmm. to that do. does sound easy to spot too. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a technically easy thing to do. And as an added benefit, with a new person, it will be very easy to correct because if you catch it early, it will not replicate and turn into a big hairy mess. So let me explain. Again, there's the more you attend to something, the bigger it gets. So if you're having a problem with a long-term friend, that pattern got started a long time ago. <laughs> and so now I can't even see Sally, any other way than being someone who's going to waste my time and drain me of my energy because she's done it so many times. It's such a big deal that trying to reverse Sally is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. right? But what you can do, again, you start off with the last set of techniques where you start interacting more with people like that. So the walls come down so you can bridge into relationships. But what's going to happen when you start doing that is you're going to naturally start gravitating towards people and falling back into friendships. You got to catch this early because the quicker you catch it, it'll stop. And then that relationship will become to express something different. So can you think of any ways, what, what, what advice would you give yourself about this situation or what advice would you give somebody else who is having an unfair exchange of energy? Well, I don't know if this, right, this is right, but I would, I would just walk at this point if it wasn't working. There's lots of other people out there. <laughs> so <laughs> that, maybe that's the lazy way out. Not necessarily. Mm. In fact, if the red flag is there quickly, probably the smartest thing you can do. I've only met Bob 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Do I really need to take on all of Bob? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. Right. right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll toss this fish back. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, and actually, so your, your advice to yourself is actually very good. And mm -hmm. it's one of standards, right? You have standards. Mm -hmm. This is a standard I set. I give a lot to my relationships, but I want the people that I give to, to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. That's important to me. Um, if I'm mm -hmm. going to give to a relationship and connect, it needs to be appreciated and respected. And so if somebody's not meeting that standard, you know, you wouldn't marry some guy who you no. knew was going to cheat on you and throw all your money in the, in the yard and set it on fire and abuse the animals. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't marry that guy. Right. Why would you be 
why would you accept as a standard a friend who's essentially going to do the same thing to you on an emotional level, mm -hmm. right? So it's a, it's a question of standards. So yeah, that's that's a big one is catching that early. Now, that being said, people aren't perfect, right? So you may set Agreed. that standard, right? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. And if you've been practicing this vibration for a long time, there will still be some kinks to iron out with new people where they, you may still see some of that filter in. Okay. So let's say that you've established a standard where if they show you on a, on a fairly obvious level that mm. they're one of those people, you're going to toss them back, but someone made the cut, right? Mm. And you're getting along with them, but then some of those behaviors start sneaking in. Okay. What would you do in that case? Because let's assume that yeah. you, you don't really want to toss the friendship because you've connected with them and they made the first cut, but what do you do now? I would uh, speak about my feelings and my needs. Just be open about that. When? When it, when it arose. Right. <laughs> At the time. Is yeah. that what you're doing right now? Do you articulate it immediately? No. Ah, <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Because again, momentum, got to catch it fast. Mm -hmm. And it is a pretty powerful thing that you can do, which is advocating for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I tend to put other people's needs before my own. That's the, that's a, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a problem. It doesn't. Yeah. Work. It comes from a place of wanting to be kind, mm -hmm. but it has very negative implications because it makes you feel like garbage. It makes you feel victimized when you're constantly mm -hmm. putting other people first, it means you're constantly putting yourself second. And mm -hmm. so when you're in that interaction, you end up feeling like a victim. And that's not the kind of energy that you want to project either consciously or unconsciously on a situation, which is that I am the victim in this situation. This person is taking advantage of me. They're stealing my energy. They're not appreciating me because then that makes me a magnet for more perpetrators to come mm. around and victimize me. Mm -hmm. Instead, you want to step more into it. You don't want to become the perpetrator yourself because you can take this energy the whole other direction and turn into <laughs> like, get out of my way. I'm taking everything, but rather you want to figure out where's the equilibrium where mm -hmm. I'm being fair to the other person, but I'm being fair to myself and knowing when to speak up is important. So one thing that I might do is kind of write out some of these scenarios of what are the common themes? Like, when do I tend to feel victimized and have kind of a standard go-to statement ready? It's mm, a really good idea. Like journal it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the moment you might get kind of shell shocked. I don't know what oh, to totally. say. Oh my Can God, it's really happening that? again. <laughs> yeah. right. So an easy one is just like, you know, and you can take this and kind of build it to be your own thing. But, you know, hey, if, if you want to talk to me right now, you're going to have to be a little bit more respectful. Or something of that nature. You know, I have a certain standard of respect that I need from people if I'm going to go down this path. And just whatever it is, I'm not sure exactly what the situation. Yeah, I feel like it might be more like, you know, I feel a little let down right now and I need more connection. Mm. You know, that, that might be a little bit more. It. I feel let down right now. And I little, 
give me more because we need to rephrase that one, but give me more on what you're thinking because I want to get one for you that works. What do you mean they let you down? Well, I, if I think back to this past year, it's just because our because of the restriction and the felt restriction that, you know, I, or maybe it's more like I feel a little disconnected and I need more connection right now. What did the person do to you in the moment that made you feel, because what we're talking about is something just happened and I'm responding immediately. So what did the person do to you in the moment that made you feel like you needed a connection? Oh, I'm thinking about a friend that felt that they couldn't connect because of restrictions because of yeah. yeah okay so i had an interaction with somebody and i wanted to hang out with them and this was mm. the response that i got mm. okay yeah so in that that would be an, an appropriate response i wouldn't probably use the word let down and the reason mm. i wouldn't use that is that again we want to be mindful of where we're placing our emphasis mm. so we want to lead with what do i want okay mm -hmm. so what i want is connection Mm -hmm. Listen, if, if you want to maintain this friendship with me, we're going to need to maintain connection to stay together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need more connection from you in order to stay friends because that's what a friendship is. So then you're placing the emphasis on, I want the connection mm -hmm. rather than I feel disappointed because the, mm -hmm. I feel disappointed is going to grow. That's why I mm -hmm. gave the example of the, I, I need to be respected because we're going to place the emphasis on respect. Mm -hmm. If somebody does something disrespectful to us in the moment. But yeah, that's a good one. So if you start reaching back out to, and I would also recommend that is that if there are people that you do want to connect with, spend a couple months, you might want to make the rounds again, <laughs> but then have that one in your back pocket mm -hmm. and be ready for it. And actually that's another suggestion too, is that sometimes we're afraid people are going to do that thing they always do. So she's going to pull away and, and that's, what's going to happen. Right. So we walk into the interaction thinking, mm. Hey, I'm going to invite her to go do something. She's going to pull away. Right. Instead, when you go make these rounds again, walk into it, like, I really hope she tells me no, because then I'm going to get to tell her that I need mm. connection. And what that does is it flips it around where mm. you're not placing resistance on her. You're mm. more like saying, Hey, tell me no. Tell me no. It's a really good idea. And then you get kind of psyched up for it. And a lot of times mm. what ends up happening is that the person will just do what you want because you're not <laughs> <That's> so good. Because <laughs> you're not That's worried about so them good, doing the Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, the good news here is that you, you know, you're not that far off the mark. You're not angry or depressed or fearful. You're just feeling isolated. So all you gotta do is yeah. get the gas on this stuff. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, I agree. I feel really hopeful, actually. Yeah, this is mm -hmm. not a big. <laughs> trust me, I've, I've this worked is not Armageddon. No. No. no, 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 no. I I liken you to the frog in in the boiling water. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort sort of slowly, gradually cut, crept up on me for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the 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 other thing too is though you know let's look at this as this is a this situation is a positive one for you because if through this situation, you drew so much into isolation that it forced you to have to try and uncover some limitations that had been holding mm. you back here too far, mm -hmm. wouldn't it have been worth it? If coming out of this, you know mm -hmm. that you're gonna be able to meet people and develop relationships and not go down that same old karmic path with them from now on. 
it's really it's really beneficial in that way because it's like the the you know the crack is where the light gets in or the yeah the the shadow it's you know whatever the the challenges we have in our life are always where the greatest rewards are as well I think you know they can lead us to our greatest strengths too you know absolutely you know we need resistance to build muscles and I think that that's why you know when we were talking about what we could focus on I I felt like yeah let's go for the our, our wounds are just some of our places where the greatest strengths come from and I think that yeah I think that was why it was so rich to go to this area you know yeah, for sure yeah for sure absolutely mm-hmm. I mean I can't look back on anything negative that happened to me growing up and say oh okay I don't see how that relates to now and how that helped me out you know so whatever wounds you're working through they are helping you out and that's the big one for you is the trust. That's mm-hmm. the big one. For sure. For sure. For sure. And I feel like um, with, like you've given me some really great tools that um, just practicing in like little micro interactions yeah. will help to build that trust and build my confidence like slowly over time. And I think that it, you know, it's like anything else you you build a muscle and you start to build confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Those two little ones where you just look at the person and what do I like? What do I have in common? Mm -hmm. What will it, it will drum up pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and it will get to the point where you're not projecting this guarded message on the world fairly quickly. And that will allow the gates to open. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you have to go out and become super extroverted, but it means that you're going to have a nice pool of fish to practice your high standards on. You know yeah. what I mean? Totally. <laughs> we don't have totally. to accept the ones that aren't going to meet. Right. So mm-hmm. start with that one, but then just keep those other tools in your back pocket for when the relationship starts to progress, mm-hmm. because then you'll be able to qualify the relationship of, okay, is this person meeting the standards that I have set? Okay. And then if there are if they get in the way of those standards at any point in time, I know I need to advocate immediately, immediately for mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. in a positive way, telling them what I want, not that I'm hurt, not that things aren't working out, not that you made me mad. What do I want from this relationship and articulate it clearly and quickly that way the relationship can stay on track. You know, that's how yeah, you're going to build really this. Yeah. And you need to go. Well, you don't need to, you don't need to do anything, but I would, if, if I were in your shoes, I would make the rounds again with those friends. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah. yeah. That and makes just a lot of sense. You have your statement ready. Like, I hope she tells me no, because I'm going to tell her this. Okay. Because you're going to see that there's a whole other energy to that game. When you go and make the rounds with them like that. Mm-hmm. This is such great. These are such great ideas and they feel actually so different from, I just, it feels so different from where I thought we were going to go with this, which felt impossible. So I feel so, so where where were we going to (laughs) go? I don't know. It was like, Oh, join a co-ed volleyball team or do this or that. And it was like, Oh God, it just feels so painful. You know? (laughs) Yes. That's my final piece of advice. 
Yes, go join a COVID volleyball. <laughs> this would be so painful for me. No, 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 no. You don't need to do any of that. You just need to get the energy lined up where I'm I'm reaching out to people a little bit more and I'm open for yeah, the contact. That That's like, it. That just feels so much more in alignment with like my ideas, thoughts, and beliefs about life so that the energy will just start flowing and things will just start happening. <laughs> well, do you want like a hundred new people at your door tomorrow. No, to that would be promote. overwhelming. Right. Right. And that's not what you want. I mean, <laughs> y- you were, you were happy in your COVID cave for like a year and a half. Okay. <laughs> so we, we don't need that many people to roll in. We just need enough for you to feel a bit more connected and integrated into your environment. Exactly. That's all, you know, yeah. so you're going to be fine. You got this. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrew. This You're welcome. Really amazing. I really fun. appreciated it. It was my pleasure.